what would you say if I said that I could bring them back? I guess I'd say I never thought of that. Well, all right, hold tight. You might want to stand back because one small John is coming intact. St. John forward, spitting out some more words, fully intact. Jacked, ready to rap and attack. Small John on your lawn, living like a gnome. Hit you with my lyrics like a bullet to your dome. The night when he comes up here, he's either going to kill or he's going to suck. But there's no in between for Mr. John Forward. Welcome to St. John Forward Radio. I'm your host, John Forward. That's right. Um, and uh, normally this is the part of the show where I plug whatever uh, comedy-related stuff I have coming up, but uh, I don't have anything coming up. And part of me feels like I should be doing things, but also it's a little bit of a relief just to have a break. I can play some video games. Um, I've been thinking about... Uh, Maybe putting out some more comedy clips of my stand-up, which is something I generally avoided doing. Um, I guess the, uh, I don't know, I'm, wor- I'm worried that, you know, I'm just burning material, so if I put it out on the internet, it's not, it's, it's going to lose its luster if I try to try it out my old, uh, my old nonsense in a live setting, but uh, I don't know, maybe I'll, maybe I'll f- find like some shorter tiktok link things that's what the kids are doing i don't know i've been thinking about it um yeah so uh this is the show um uh i have a little bit of uh of disappointment or actually before we do that um i i guess i i now that i'm wearing it these lovely no jokes barred t-shirts are uh, are available at tpublic.com. Just do a search for No Jokes Bard, I think, and uh, it'll come up. There's also St. John Forward Radio shirts with this uh, nice little logo that we've got here. Imagine that. All of the colors of the rainbow. Maybe not all of the colors, but maybe more, actually. I don't know how many colors. I haven't been on there in a while. But anyway, buy a shirt. Make me a dollar thirty-seven in profit, and uh, T Public gets the rest. Um, I don't know if I thought if I thought there was a market for it. I would. Uh, the first time I printed up some uh, no jokes barred T-shirts, I got all white ones made up. I think I got like twenty or twenty-five made up at uh, at Key Industries local, good organization as far as I know. Um, took me a long while to uh to move them so these ones are available on demand i make no money off it they're a bit more expensive than if i was printing them up but oh my gosh the options that you'll have you can get coasters and mouse pads and throw pillows whatever no jokes barred st john forward radio uh do i have any other ones up there i might have a cigarettes and cool ranch t-shirt up there which nobody has ever bought um but anyway Check that out. Um, uh, well, I suppose that's. Uh, I was going to talk about something else. Uh, had a little bit of. Uh, why does my eyes start watering as soon as the uh, camera comes on every week? I apologize for people uh, watching me cry on camera. Um, but uh, well, now that's a good transition back to the original story. I don't know where I should go with this. We'll stick to the no jokes part to uh, to keep the t-shirt plug going. Um, 
had uh, had my first ever uh, no joke sparred uh, weekday show. Um, we've got a comment here from Jonathan Nesbitt. There's a market for beach frolicking videos featuring four story walk up. That's uh, that's a thing that exists. That you know that clip will. Uh, that'll debut well not really i think i meant to post a picture on the internet but i ended up posting the video anyway that's going to be a new intro for the show uh that's i guess i could plug four story walk up that's my other show that i do that uh that doesn't need to work within the confines of the crtc's tyranny here at uh here at local fm um we still have to uh put up with facebook and youtube's tyranny apparently um anyway yeah on the on the last episode i think i brought up a google image search and the uh the safe search was not turned off so i don't know if that video still exists that's why you should catch them live on our unpredictable when we feel like it schedule roughly bi-weekly but uh anyway so uh speaking of going off schedule back on track um no jokes barred usually the third Saturday every month, but uh, I was uh, I was doing punchlines the third Saturday this month and uh, had other stuff going on Saturdays all month. So uh, uh, tried out a Thursday one, and uh, I uh, I th- I think it went pretty good. It was a, it was a fine show. Um, I I prefer the Saturday shows just for my own. I usually uh, you know like to have the afternoon to think about it and what i'm gonna say and if i'm if i'm doing something new or if i'm bringing back something something old um you know i'll talk to myself in the basement as a you know practice before the show but uh thursday night show i'm working until 5 p.m and then going home and eating supper and then going right down to uh to the show but uh it went well um they're uh yeah pretty good turnout especially for uh for a thursday um there was uh you know there there was there was a good group of people there um not all of them comedian and comedian adjacent which is uh which is nice there was a there was a couple of people that we kind of sprung a show on um which normally i doesn't usually go well um but uh this the show uh, showtime was 8 p.m. and there was uh, there was an older lady and I assume her late 20s, early 30s uh, daughter were uh, showing up to have some food and maybe a drink or something. It was like 7:15 and uh, you know I was like ugh, ugh. just I I just feel feel bad on their part that uh you know anybody that goes out for uh you know what let's let's go down to the local pub and have a beer and a meal and then an uncensored amateur stand-up comedy show breaks out around you that's that's not uh that's usually not a fun thing that that happens on purpose. But uh, the, uh, the the bartender approached them and uh, explained, said, uh, "Are you here for comedy?" And they were like, "Comedy? Never heard of it." Uh, and the uh, the bartender told them that you know there's a, there's a comedy show at eight, and they were kind of, they had that look like, "Well, should we leave?" And so you know, I'm uh, I'm a very charming fellow i saw the uh you know 
I, I, I figured I, as they were like sort of sitting down, I, want, I, I don't know. I, I felt bad running them out of town because they were they were they kind of had the uh, the reaction as if they were told like you need to get the hell out of here. Um, so you know, I, I went up and I, I said, "Well, you know, we would be happy to have you here." But we just want to make sure. Like, if you're a fan of comedy, we would we would love to have you here. But if you're not a fan of comedy, it'll be uh, it'll be a bad time. And you know, they kind of chuckled at that, and I felt like that diffused the situation. And they decided to stick around. And uh, I was like, all right then. And uh, and you know, I, I I don't think my uh, my opening set was anything too crazy, but. It wasn't a set that you want to do if you uh, don't want to scare off uh, random, uh, not typical audience members. Um, but uh, you know, they they stuck it out. They were there for uh, for the whole show, so uh, I assume they enjoyed themselves. They they what I was expecting was uh, you know they would give it a try, and then. You know, maybe once they once they finished their uh, their current drink and food, maybe maybe we'll uh, we'll maybe we'll wrap this thing up. I, I saw them paying a bill, so I thought that they were on their way out uh, pretty early on. But they stuck it out. Um, they could have uh, politely skittered out at any point, and no one would have begrudged them. But they they hung out. They seemed to have a fun time, and uh, so, so did the comedians. It was uh, it was fun. It went off uh, went off the rails a little bit at the end, in in a good way, I think. Um, a comedian who uh, I don't know if I should dox him and say his real name. We'll go with the stage name, Big Daddy Bowser from uh, from Moncton was on the show. It's the first time that he's been down. Uh, in a little while, uh, he was he was on at the end of the show, and it kind of um, I, I keep a separate mic off to the side, and I generally don't chime in too much unless I know that the person there is kind of comfortable with it. Because um, I have also seen people, uh, you know, be on stage, and uh, yeah, we we used to there was a live painter that used to. Uh, used to do paintings at a lot of the comedy shows and sometimes she would chime in and certain people could roll with it and certain people it just threw off their set and it really screwed things up so i try not to do that but uh during this set it kind of uh it kind of turned into a kind of a roasting situation which i don't discourage um and it was uh you know him and uh, a couple other comedians in the audience and me on the side mic all kind of uh tossing bombs at each other um it was uh, it was a fun time so um i don't know that's a that's a nice uh, little scenario that uh typically doesn't happen on other shows so if nothing else no jokes barred i f- i feel like it's uh differentiated itself it has it has it's it's hard for me to really uh really fully grasp it because i'm like part of the show and i'm hosting almost every one of them so it's a shame i don't get to experience it but uh i i I hope i'm uh i'm creating the circumstances for uh for special things to happen so thursday was a special night and everybody had fun so that's what that's what we like to see 
Um, August date, I have no idea. I'm not sure. I'm going to have to uh, to talk to McGill's because uh, I'm also not available on the third Saturday in August. I have a friend's wedding. Uh, th- it'll be my first gay wedding I've ever attended. That's going to be fun. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. For somebody, uh, th- throughout the year, I'm kind of like, it needs to be consistent. We need to lock down these third Saturdays of the month. It's a marketing thing. The people need to know where to go and when to go because you can't rely on Facebook because it's designed to suck the money out of people and doesn't do a fantastic job of advertising anymore. But then when I'm not free on a third Saturday of the month, I'm like, well, that's, them's the breaks. we got to work around me. Um, never mind the marketing plan. So anyway, if you want to follow the shows, uh, that's another thing. Facebook, we ha- there is a group on Facebook called No Jokes Barred, but at some point, uh, Facebook is seems to be trying to phase that out. So uh, you c- you can't make ads or anything for. Uh, so it used to be I could make. I could make an event in the No Jokes Bard group, which automatically invites everybody who chose to voluntarily be a part of it, which is, I mean, even if it doesn't show up in anybody's feeds, that uh, that should be possible. Um, I mean, yeah, if, if you just want to get a default invite, that's that should be the place to do it. Um, used to be, I could make the, make the event in the no jokes barred group automatically invite everybody. And then I could kind of tie my John forward comedy page to the group event and advertise it that way. But it's just gotten needlessly complicated. Um, yeah, you can't, you can't create ads for a group event and, uh, got to a point where like you couldn't even invite, Anybody who wasn't even in the group, maybe I'm just being an old weirdo who doesn't know how the internet works, but it seemed to me it it's it got less and less useful each step of the way. It got to be where I couldn't invite anybody who wasn't in the No Jokes Barred group, so I don't even know if anybody who wasn't in the group could even see it when I shared on it or if they could click on it or say that they were attending. And then it became a problem to tie it to the page so that I could make the ad for it. And it's just, and you can't look up a, hey, how do you do this on Facebook? Because the the mechanics of that change at least once a year. So uh, 90% of the posts that you find explaining how to do something on Facebook no longer work. So that's a, that's a frustration. So anyway... The groups are, it, I mean, I also have a website that I never update, but I feel like who's going to websites for things? I wish, I mean, if you're not on Facebook, sorry, um, you can just call McGill's constantly and ask them when the next show is. That's good advertising. That, that, you know, that makes us seem very important to the, uh, to the bar. So have at that or uh, look it up on Facebook. It's very complicated and needlessly so. There's no, it doesn't even automatically invite everybody on my page. I think people probably get a notification that John Forward Comedy has made a new event or something. Anyway, who cares? It's all boring. Anyway, there will be a show at some point in August. I will tell you when it is when I know. Um, but uh, let's uh, let's take a musical break. Uh, I wanted to, uh, to to play this song just because uh, you know fr- Friday night. 
Um, dear wife May had uh, had left me. She went to a, a separate bachelor. Uh, I went to a bachelor party on Saturday. Maybe I'll talk about that in a bit. Um, dear wife May went to a bachelorette party also in Moncton, separate from me. But uh, she went up on Friday. So I was all by myself. I uh, fired up the barbecue for the first time this year, made some burgers. I uh, got a notification on my phone that uh, the RZA presents Bobby Digital in the Pit of Snakes new album. RZA from the Wu-Tang Clan, Bobby Digital, his, his kind of alter ego. He had an album years ago that I really enjoyed, so I put it on and... Uh, I, I found the album to be delightful, and uh, I even uh, I, I danced a little bit alone, like no one was watching in my kitchen during this album. So anyway, solid stuff. Listen to it. Here's a song called Something Going On, and then uh, we'll be back here on St. John Forward Radio. Fallen worlds may shake I bond the friendships I never break We were brothers from another mother Now when we speak We both seem to stutter Have we grown that far apart With a stone inside our heart Every day you used to come and get me We caught a bag Split it 50-50 Someone fronted We would jump them quickly Rooting for each other's victory I trust you with my life and my wife When it came to you I didn't think twice Bandmates, clanmates, and family I will tell you that I love you candidly It seems now we've gone our separate ways But disconnect let us both astray Would you rather have a smartphone or a smart child? 
A sharp blade or a sharp smile A starcade or a stockpile Either choice, I was with the fix But you were seen with those counterfeits Walking miles in the wrong shoes Turned your back when you heard the good news I was thinking just the other day When we saw each other, what will we say? Will we help each other find a way? Or be silent? Will we greet each other both in peace? Or speak violence? Are we ever gonna come back together so we can defeat these tyrants? Welcome back to St. John Forward Radio. Let's get my face back on the video. The end of that song snuck up on me a little bit. Uh, that was the the RZA with, as Bobby Digital with uh, Stone Mecca, who I assume is the uh, the lady singing the chorus. Uh, anyway, I enjoyed that album. It's uh, RZA, as as in that song, RZA doesn't do as much i mean that that feel like more of like uh, he's just giving a speech than he's rapping a little bit but uh the the music i like and there's there's uh singing on it as in that song i don't know how to how to discuss music intelligently but i liked it it felt like it was kind of um I'll have to go back and listen to the other Bobby Digital album. It seems like I don't know what the uh, what the concept is. Apparently, there's a comic book or something that goes that goes with it that I might check out. Um, I don't know what the other Bobby Digital album was about, but I think that was a concept record. So this one probably is too. But uh, I just liked it. Seemed to have more of a you know he he seems to have picked up some uh, some tips uh doing like movie scores and working with Quentin Tarantino and stuff like that it felt uh, felt a little bit more like a like a movie soundtrack than uh, than a Wu-Tang side project but uh I'm there for it and um so uh anyway the uh the original thing I was going to talk about at the top of the show uh had uh had a bit of a, a disappointing uh, start to the start to the program tonight. Um, got home, got home from work, uh, made supper, watched episode three of The Anarchists on HBO, and then did the dishes, and then set up the uh, the radio show when it was like seven thirty, and I decided. Um, you know they they've had like a bunch of those uh, one up arcade machines out in the uh, out outside not in the radio station but in the outside the radio station as part of the uh, the university uh what do they got they've got a they've got a miss pacman they've got turtles in time nba jam ridge racer street fighter they've got a simpsons game a little uh 
arcade cabinet. Um, you know, I want, I, I figured, you know what, I'm, uh, I'm done at seven thirty. I got all my chores done. Um, I don't really have a topic that needs to be researched for the show. I'm just going to be rambling about whatever. Uh, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna go down to the university early. Um, first up, as a responsible broadcaster, I'm gonna come in, I'm gonna set up the webcam, I'm gonna open up the StreamYard, I'm gonna sign into my Spotify, I'm gonna get everything sorted out, and then, uh, I was, I was gonna get myself, uh, a little snack out of the, uh, out of the vending machine. I, I hadn't decided what I wanted to get. I was, le- I was leaning towards chips. Um, but, uh, so anyway, the plan was set everything up in here, go to the venue machine, get a little snack and then, uh, you know, play, uh, play some, uh, some arcade games. And I had my alarm on my phone set for eight fifty, So I get back in here and make sure that, uh, we're ready to roll at 9 PM. Um, but, uh, plan didn't exactly, uh, work out the way that I had hoped. I, uh, I arrived at the university, I want to say 7.45, 7.50, maybe something like that. Um, first, uh, okay, first stop, vending machines on the way up. Cardboard out of order sign, which is, uh, which is tough when, when the machine is, I mean, if the machine is out of order, I feel like it should be unplugged. It's just it's just too much of a temptation with the lights on and the the little LED display was uh, was going. I was able to uh, you know hit some buttons to see how much something costs. It seemed to be in working order. I don't know what part of it was out of order, and I didn't want to put money into it or like swipe my debit card on it unless I unless I knew for sure I was going to get something. Maybe the out of order is you swipe your card on this thing and it's in, and it automatically clears out your bank account like you're supporting a freedom convoy. I uh I it was it was tempting to give it a try, but I'm like, you know what? I I used to go to school here. I know across the way over by over by the library is just one parking lot away. I'll just go uh they've got some vending machines over there. <sighs> So anyway, I come into the radio station, I set everything up, we're all set. It is very warm in the studio tonight. It's very humid also. I've probably got some good pit stains. We're not in high def, so I don't think you could pick that up on the camera. Um, set everything up, and then I'm like, all right, I'm going to walk across the parking lot, get myself some chips, walk across, notice there, there's like... The glass door is busted, and there's like wood in the frame at where the uh, where the the bookstore was is. I have no idea. I haven't been anywhere on this campus other than this room and the stairway on the way here for quite a while. Um, but uh, so I, I went in, you know, the side door underneath the stairs. Made my way down the hallway. I saw the little plastic thing that stick out, a little UNB symbol. It said vending machines. I'm like, yes. They are still here. But then I went to the hallway, and it was just a hallway. There was, like, a right turn in there, but it was all drywalled off, so it looked like where the broken windows were. They're uh, remodeling some stuff. So those vending machines were uh, were trapped behind the drywall. They probably have been moved out somewhere else. Um, 
so I'm like, oh man. And uh, so I'm like, Ugh, I don't want to walk around the whole school looking for a looking for a vending machine. I thought maybe is there a vending machine up by the security office? I have a vague recollection that there was at one point. So I'm trying to navigate the tunnels to save myself from from crossing, and I don't see anything. It's just hallways and doors and lockers, no snacks or treats to be found. Um, and then eventually I'm like, all right, I'm just going to go out this door and cut across. But it started raining, so I'm like, all right, I'll go, I'll go further in and make the loop around the athletic center. And then I saw another little thing sticking out of the wall, UNB, vending machines, like, yes. And then I, I went in, and it was, uh, it was only drinks, which I don't want. I need some solid food in my belly. I don't, well, I don't really need it, but I decided that I wanted it. And I'm probably, I've made myself feel more hungry than I actually am, just because of the... Uh, rock block only it doesn't start with an r um so only drinks and then i'm like ah and then i am all right screw this i'm crossing back over the parking lot but it was raining out so i went further around found another room with the little sticking out vending machines like okay you know at this point yeah probably not but i stuck my head in it was it was a more limited selection of snacks than what I was expecting. There was only uh, there was there was fewer rows, fewer options. There wasn't any really good chip options. They had like hickory sticks and uh, gross. But uh, seemed to be in order. But in the, and it has the little the little debit tap machine doodad. But on the LED screen, it says cash only. I'm like ah. So I reach into my pocket. What do I got? What do I got? I've got uh, I've got a dollar thirty-five. So I'm, I'm looking at the options: dollar fifty, dollar fifty, dollar fifty, dollar fifty, dollar fifty, dollar fifty. But then in the bottom row, Mars bar, a dollar twenty-five. So I'm like, I I actually. Uh, Mars bar might be my favorite chocolate bar. I don't eat them a lot, but uh, I was pretty pumped. I put my dollar twenty-five in, and I hit the button, and it was like, nope, dollar fifty. So it was beyond my grasp. I I'm starving. I can't afford to eat. Everybody, it's very tragic. Um, so anyway, I, I put in my dollar twenty-five, and that's not enough. This extra dime that I have. Not gonna cut it. I thought about maybe popping out to my car to see if, because you know I keep my phone in the same pocket as my change, and sometimes if I'm taking my phone out in the car, change will fall out on the floor and kind of roll underneath the driver's seat. And I'm like, maybe I got fifteen cents in the car, but I left my keys here in the uh, in the booth, and I didn't want to make another thing. So hit the refund to get back my dollar twenty-five. And instead of giving me back my loony and a quarter, it gave me back five stinking quarters. So not only did I not get my sweet, sweet Mars bar that was at the third, fourth set of uh, vending machines on my journey through campus, 
false advertising. I condemn the University of New Brunswick St. John for these actions. And uh and also now I've got way more I've 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 got three extra coins in my pocket right now that uh, pr- two of them are going to fall out of my pocket onto the floor in the car. It's very disappointed, but anyway, for all of the, the, the tragic vending machine mishaps I had to, uh, to endure tonight, um, still, Local FM, which uh, I'm legally obligated to tell you, you are listening to Local 107.3 FM right now. Unless you're not, you might be listening to this in a litany of other locations, so I'm sorry that I've lied to you and keep telling you that you are listening to Local 107.3 FM. You may not be. You may be listening to YouTube. You may be listening to John Forward Comedy's page on Facebook. If, If you're one of the elites... Um, who can see my uh, non-public post, you may be seeing it on my actual John Forward profile. Um, you may be listening to audio only at pod at johnforward.podbean.com. You may be listening on one of the countless other needless podcasting apps and services that keeps emailing me um, that seems to just appropriate stuff which i don't care i'm not making any money off this anyway so anyway local fm 107.3 fm that's technically where this is coming from that's we'll call that the primary source um and you know i'm not i i did get to uh to play the video games but uh old games are old i don't know i some some things like I've got nostalgia for, um, like I can play play any of like the old Super Mario games and still still be into it because it's still fun game to play. It's very the art design is good and the game design is good. Those games still even the first Super Mario Brothers game not not like the arcade one on the platforms that one sucks, um, but uh, you know. Mario Brothers. Is it called Super Mario Brothers? I don't remember. The Nintendo one still holds up. I could sit that down and play for it just because it still works. Um, but uh, I don't know. These old arcade games, first off, it's it's not... They're from a different time. Obviously, the technical limitations are there. Um, that I can get by. I don't mind like pixel art and that kind of thing, but the mechanical issues... They're not super well designed or intuitive or responsive. Maybe maybe some nerd out there is telling me that the actual arcade cabinet might be the buttons and the joystick might be a little bit more responsive than uh, than these uh, one up machines that I assume is some sort of emulation or a ROM or something. Um, so I don't mind them looking bad, but playing bad. Not fun. Um, and also, they're kind of designed to be not... I don't know. They're, they're designed to... They were designed to suck quarters out. Which... I do have five quarters now, but these are free games. So, I don't know. Maybe there's a connection to be made there. I'm linking them up. My extra quarters. And then I went to play arcade games. Oh my gosh, can you believe that this unplanned story has dovetailed into this 
convene this uh, this coincidence. It's quite amazing. Um, but uh, they're made to suck quarters out of kids, so they're they're made needlessly hard, so that you die constantly and you need to keep pumping in quarters so that you can continue. That's how these games were designed. That's not really how anybody plays them anymore. Those ones are all you just turn them on and everything's free. Um, whenever these things get ported over to uh, to consoles or, or something like you're obviously you buy a game on your PlayStation, you're not you don't have to keep pumping money in just to keep playing so anyway that's why um you know shredder's revenge the latest ninja turtles game that recently came out on consoles is so much more fun to play than these old ones because it's it's still like a nostalgia thing it heavily references these old games um but it's it's made to be played on a console when you've already bought the game. It's not meant for you to constantly die and have to keep pumping in quarters. So anyway, I uh, and also I'm just not good at them. I'm, I'm part of me is blaming just the bad mechanics of it, but I'm also bad at them. Um, but so yeah, I, I started out with uh, some Miss Pac-Man and. Um, I could get to the second screen, but uh, not to the third level because I'm uh, I'm bad at it. It's it's a classic. It's and I don't know. I've only got to the second one, but it was the exact same layout as the first one, which was disappointing. I don't know. I, that's I'm sh- there's probably some uh, some minor variations that happen throughout the game, but uh, yeah, I wasn't very good at it. Um, I found. I, f- I found it odd. I mean, I've played a lot of. Um, there's a Pac-Man Championship Edition that uh, that came out on, I think PS3. Um, I played that quite a bit, and there was. I think there's a more recent one that I might have played that wasn't as good, but I kind of learned the feel for those ones. And I don't. I don't think. I don't think the ghosts were faster than your character on the newer ones. It's just a matter of making sure that you don't get stuck in a corner or like in between two of them or run into somebody. But like there were several times where I'm just running away from one of the ghosts in a straight line and it caught me, which um, I don't know. That seems cheap. You sh- it, it should be just the kind of puzzle and making sure that you pick your route so that you don't get flanked by these things. But if you're running away... They shouldn't be able to gain on you. That makes... I don't know. That's... I mean, I'm sure that's how the game was designed. I didn't like it. Um, so, played a, played a few rounds of that. Scooted over next door to uh, the Ninja Turtles machine. Um, I, uh, I, th- I, think, I, I think I've played Turtles in Time. I remember, I remember playing Turtles in Time at an arcade. It had like the big thing with like the four joysticks and four players could play all at once. And uh, I remember having a lot of fun with that game. I remember something odd about it didn't have any of like the enemies. The designs were all different from the uh, the cartoon show, so it was something was off about it. But I remember having fun playing that. Um, there was uh, they also just had one called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which uh, I was actually listening to a podcast earlier today. They were talking about this uh, Cowabunga collection that's coming out. That's a collection of the old games. Uh, apparently, the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was released on Nintendo as 
Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. Because um, I, I played the uh, the original Nintendo Ninja Turtles, which is notoriously hard and annoying. I probably wouldn't want to revisit it. It's got some nostalgia, though. Um so anyway, they, this, uh, this machine, it's all the art on it is Turtles in Time, but it also has the option of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, so I gave that one a go. Um, not too bad, aside from dying constantly and just being a bit clunky. Um, they had the actual, like, a, the April O'Neil I was trying to save in the first level, and uh, Rocksteady was the first boss. I beat him. Didn't make it too far into the second level. Um, I mean, it, could, it has infinite continues. I could have kept playing, but I uh, I gave up on it. But it was uh, the character designs were all matched up with the uh, with the cartoon show. So I'm not sure what happened with Turtles in Time. Maybe I've invented this whole thing. Who knows? Or no, I, f- I feel like maybe Turtles in Time might have been re there was a remake or something. Who knows? So didn't love the Turtles in Time. Uh, or no, I didn't play Turtles in Time. I played Ninja Turtles. Um, and then what else did they have? I went over to uh, Ridge Racer, which I don't think I've played. It's a driving game. There's a steering wheel on it. There's uh, gas and brake pedals, which somebody has broken. The gas pedals. I mean, the, the little thing, the little piece of metal that was holding the gas pedal is there. So it's still usable. Um, but uh, anyway like a a racing game. It has like a shifter. I chose manual uh, transmission. I gave it a go for one race, did terrible, put it down. I'm not very, I'm not, I don't know. I'm all right at Mario Kart, but uh, I was, I was banging into the walls on this thing. Uh, I'm, I'm not a very proficient racing game person anyway. I'm generally full on the gas the whole time. I might let up if it's a type corner i've i don't really use the brake um which i don't know if that's necessary for this and i don't know how how analog the gas pedal was i don't know if it was like if it was if it could be somewhat on or all the way or floor anyway i just had my foot on down to the down to the ground pedal to the metal the whole time except if i was making a turn i kind of ease off the gas but anyway i was terrible at it so quit um, skipped right over Street Fighter 2. No thanks. Um, and then, uh, I gave NBA Jam a try, and I, I don't know, I couldn't, I couldn't get a handle on it. I, I played it briefly on, like, Super Nintendo back in the day, but, uh, I couldn't navigate the buttons in the joystick and figure out what I was doing, so, anyway, maybe with some more practice, so, that was the end of it. Uh, let's, uh, let's go back to, uh, to another song. Let's, uh, let's just put the old playlist on shuffle and see what comes up next. What do we got? Pink Mountain Pops. Nervous Breakdown. This is a Black Flag cover.
A little bit of uh, Pink Mountain Tops with uh, Nervous Breakdown. That's on their uh, their newest album. Came out like a month ago. Uh, called Peacock Pools. Uh, Pink Mountain Tops. I think they're uh, they're a side project of, uh, of the guy in uh, Black Mountain. I think. Um, anyway, there does not seem to be a uh, about section on uh, on the Spotify. <coughs> But uh, I guess fun St. John Forward Radio background, um, not technically, this was the H to the C radio show days, but uh, when I first uh, went to school in Fredericton and was starting to do my show at, uh, at their radio station, which uh, I don't remember what it was called, um, they had, uh, you know, they, they asked people to like volunteer as new CDs came in to, uh, to give them a listen and write up a little, there was little, uh, little pieces of paper that they would stick inside the, uh, the jewel case or like tape onto the front of the album, um, write a little review and maybe some, you know, these are good radio songs. These ones only after 9 PM cause they're swears. Uh, they, uh, so anyway, one of the albums that I decided to grab was, uh, was a pink, pink mountaintops album, um, which, uh, I'm looking at it. I believe it was, uh, from the artwork. I thought this was, uh, earlier than that, but anyway, it's from, uh, they're self-titled from 2004. So if you, uh, ever find yourself in the, uh, in the library of, um, of whatever the campus radio station is called in, uh, in Fredericton, then, uh, then you can check that out. Maybe it still has my, uh, my review in it, but anyway, it's a fun band. Um, so, uh, I was also going to mention earlier, I forgot to, uh, to mention, um, the uh, the No Jokes Bard show on Thursday, as as mentioned, had a good turnout and was a fun time. I, I would like to uh, to to thank McGill's. There seemed to be a little bit of an extra push on their part, uh, more so than they usually get uh, with the show. I generally like I'm the one that runs the uh, the Facebook ad and makes the event and the poster and everything. But uh, McGill's. Um, you know, they'll, they'll share it here and there, but it seemed to be more than usual this time, so that was appreciated. They shared the event on their Facebook. Somebody went in and did, I mean, it wasn't complicated, but did like a new Photoshop, like a squared image version for Instagram of kind of, it had the logo, Thursday, no jokes, barred, and the lineup. Um, somebody had to go in and make that. Even like... I, I was, I, I don't know, I was uh, I was impressed with uh, somebody knows what they're doing enough to have taken the full No Jokes Bard logo off of my poster and put, but even, even with, uh, wait, wait, hold on, this is backwards, the stars around the outside, um, somebody, I don't know, I, like that is always in front of a background. So anyway, they managed to grab the stars. I've got a like an asset for it with a transparent background, which they wouldn't have access to. So anyway, somebody went above and beyond on the social media, and that probably uh, continu- contributed to the the good turnout. So that's uh, that's that's appreciated. I know um, 
you know, people, I've, I've been running this show for eight years and I've been on many shows for many different people and the comedians and the venues have a bit of a weird relationship because from our, we, we just want a place so that we can, uh, we can do our little hobby. We can, we can perform our art to a semi invested audience. Um, and the bar wants to sell food and booze. That's what they're in the business for. So, uh, comedy, and the selling of booze is a relationship that has existed for the entire existence of live comedy, I think. Maybe, I don't know. Was there comedy going on in Prohibition times? Maybe. Uh, probably just in the cool places that were selling illegal booze. Um, but uh, anyway, so... There's a bit of a back and forth because, you know, especially the kind of uh, comedy show that I want to put on, it's no jokes barred. Um, there is also the the worry that if the comedy show goes too hard and somebody walks out, then you've just cost your benefactor some tangible money in business. So it's, it's a bit of a tightrope walk. Um, <clears throat> it, it's it's one that I feel like is worth walking. Um, anytime I've set up a, a new show at a new place, first conversation is this is called No Jokes Bard and I want to meet it. And nobody has said no to that that I've been in touch with. But if, if that was a, a no-go, I mean, when I set up the show at O'Leary's, they were like, well, we don't want people yelling the N-word. I'm like, all right, that's that's a reasonable concession that I will, uh, I'll make. Um, I didn't specifically tell anybody not to do that. There was one time, there's one comedian that has a bit about singing karaoke that has an N-word in it that was performed at O'Leary's. So anyway, um, but uh, it's it's a complicated thing. Doing a comedy show, a good comedy show is not for everybody. I feel like the wider the net cast by a comedian or a comedy show, the more bland it seems to be. Um, and, you know, it, most most comedy shows don't devolve into uh, to yelling insults at each other into a microphone. That was fun. But anyway... We're uh, we're still we bring in more people than would have been there otherwise. So even if there's a couple of people that leave because they're they're not having fun, there is many other people that came there who are enjoying themselves and hopefully will continue to come back. So anyway, having uh, having having the venue promote it certainly helps because you know there's a lot of people that that follow mcgill's and all the different other locations on social media so seeing kind of it adds a little bit of more legitimacy to the show i feel like when the actual venue and it also uh might put some eyeballs on it that wouldn't have seen it otherwise so i mean i've got so, like I've got some followers on my Facebook page. I wouldn't say I have a huge audience or anything, but you know, I've got the audience that I have. Um, so, uh, you know, having the bar also promoting it is a bit of a signal boost. I'm sure there are people that follow the McGill's pages that don't follow my pages. 
hopefully to try to tap into them with the uh, the Facebook ad, but I don't know. I don't even know how much of that works. Who I don't know who comes to the show specifically because they see the ad. I need to start giving out like a questionnaire or something, asking people how they found out about it. Um, but uh, I'm I'm happy with the situation I have at McGill's, and uh, as far as I can tell, they're happy with the situation. There hasn't really been any controversy or anything. I'm not sure what kind of, uh, how much backing I would get if that was an issue. Um, but uh, anyway, so far we seem to be a net positive on the income of the bar, so we've we've got a bit of a leeway. Um, but you know, I've I, I see people that, that have been doing it longer than I have, and people that have been doing that have started since I have, and there seems to be they seem to be giving too much. They seem to be giving up too much leverage to the bar. Like, honestly, like people, most of the comedians, you know, we're a bunch of sensitive artists and we're looking for a place to do our thing. And, um, you know, we've got this idea like, I, we, nobody wants this, but could you, could you please, out of the kindness of your heart, Allow us to put on a show and bring paying customers to your business, please. I mean, it's it's a weird it's a weird dynamic. That's why I I will if anybody ever asks my advice, if you want to start a comedy show, pick a place on a particular night where it's dead. And so, if you're doing a show on a night where there's normally two people in the bar. And you bring ten, you've just uh, what's the word? Quintupled their profits for the evening. So that that's a much better situation than when there's already a busy bar and we're imposing. It goes back to the thing that I said at the uh, at the top of the show. Nobody wants to go out for a drink and is delighted to find out that an amateur comedy show is about to start. Very few people. Um, so. I mean, like, uh, there's, there, there's some shows where it's, it's wing night and it's packed anyway. I mean, if people are there for chicken wings, they probably don't want to see comedy and it just, it just becomes a, just yelling over the noise in the room. And then everybody in the room who wants to have a conversation, which is a reasonable thing to want to do at a bar. It's it's different when like people have paid tickets to come to a show like at punchlines or something. There's no excuse for talking there. But if you're just at a bar and you're with your friends and you're having drinks, you should be allowed to have a conversation. Unfortunately, that really is a problem for the show. And um, you know, when 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 the bars don't really get behind it, that doesn't help with the attendance either. So it becomes kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy where it's like, please, can I do this show? And they're like, all right, but here's my stipulations and you better bring people in. But then sometimes they don't make any effort to, to promote the show to their own customers. They're a little bit embarrassed that it exists. And everybody seems really worried that, uh, that some of the regular customers are going to come on comedy nights and not like it and write off the whole place. I don't know. I'm sure that could happen, but I don't know how often. But anyway, Miguel's thanks for the uh, the help with the signal boost. Hopefully, we continue doing that. Hopefully, people still keep coming. <coughs> Hopefully, you. <coughs> 
coughing fit. Uh, you guys will continue listening to this show, St. John Forward Radio, every Monday night, 9 till 10 p.m. Atlantic time on local 107.3 FM, on John Forward Comedy on YouTube, and John Forward Comedy on Facebook, and just regular old John Forward on Facebook. Monday nights, it all streams live at the same time. Um, and then uh, Wednesday, the audio-only version becomes available at johnforward.podbean.com. Check that out. Uh, you can go to johnforward.com. It's got, you know, it's got some stuff up on there. It's not regularly updated, but, uh, if you want to find my social medias, you can find it on there. (sighs) I'll be back next week. Didn't even talk about the bachelor party that I went to. It was fun. The end. Anyway, (laughs) that's the show. Where's my outro thing? Uh, why can't I? There it is. Good night.